0: Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the 162nd edition of Cinema Effect. I'm Zach, and I'm joined by Disney's number one hater, Jaden. G'day. Good morning. How did it feel seeing that Walt Disney Castle at the start of this movie, by the way?
1: No, oh, I, I, I don't think I even paid attention to it. I, I I, honestly don't think I noticed it until you just said it now.
0: Hmm. Oh, I thought it was pretty jarring, to be honest. Oh, yeah,
1: it's
0: really? weird. No. <laughs> We've also got PTA's number one fanboy, a.k.a. Fitzy, a.k.a. Liam.
2: Hello, how are you?
0: Very good, thank you. I'm glad that you're doing That's well. Good. And um, joining us, of course, to ride out into the sunset of the Indiana Jones saga, we've got Dave Filoni, the Soul Slayer, Dr. Luke. Hello, hello. Greetings. Howdy. Howdy, indeed. All right. Mm. Man, I've got to I've to shake off the rust, you know? I appreciate Liam and Jaden for looking after the show while I was gone, but I'm also, I must admit, totally prepared for the views to just plummet. You know what I mean? They did a good job. The views were strong, and now it's all over. But, you know, you're going to have to deal with me. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Cinema Effect, the podcast where we review and talk about a different movie every single Monday. And this week, that movie is Indiana Jones and The Dial of Destiny. Long anticipated. This movie's been talked about for years, which was made clear to me by reading the trivia. Uh, It opened in the US on June 30th, 2023. It was directed by James Mangold. Big Shoes to Fill is an action-adventure film. And the synopsis says, Archaeologist Indiana Jones races against time to retrieve a legendary artifact that can change the course of history. Yes, indeed. Okay. I'm very excited for this. Um, I'm going to start with Fitzy because he's the only one. I've got zero read on coming into this. So how did you enjoy Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny and your theatrical experience. Oh,
2: well, the theatrical exper- experience was hilarious because someone had the same ticket as us, so it was in our seat, and we had to move seats like five times. Um, but <laughs> okay. the movie itself was, um, it, it was okay. I, I enjoyed it. it was, I was engaged, had a good time. It wasn't okay. like super memorable or amazing, but I think it was decent. Okay. 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 That's my rant.
0: Got you. Got you. Jaden, what about you? We didn't talk about it much. We talked about some, like, detail things, like some quick things, but I don't really know your overall impressions either.
1: I didn't mind it uh, is, is, is kind of the gist of the, of the entire kind of review. Um, there's certainly things that I enjoyed more than Spielberg's, and there's definitely things that, I think we're lacking, and I think the key to that was that it didn't feel as fun as Spielberg's originals.
3: Hmm.
1: I think I think it's pretty undeniable that you know no matter what the action that was presented or the characters that were done, I think a lot of the fun was lacking, and they tried to make up for it in the cameos, but then like even those kind of weren't there.
0: Mm, oh yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that for sure. For anyone else, does Jaden look like he's like sitting in the shadows? Like he's, yeah. <laughs> him. Oh, he's coming back a little bit. Oh no, it's not, it depends <laughs> on his laptop screen light. Yeah. Oh man. I'll jump in. I like, I like a lot of the film's ideas and what it tries to do. And for the most part, it sounds great. It looks great. Uh, I think Mangold did a good job. It's very capably directed, um, but I think I'm the lowest on it here. It, it didn't really work for me in the end. I I think the length was a huge factor. Um the story and characters mostly fell flat for me. And I was just pretty bored for large chunks of this one. I found myself regularly daydreaming and shit. And I don't know, like structurally the way it's all laid out on paper is pretty cool. It's pretty classic Indiana Jones stuff where you you have the cool opening prologue sequence that sort of sets up some things, but it's just in itself a fun piece. And then you, you know. You get uh, the flash forward into his current life, and then and then you go on the the globe trotting adventure and all that. So you know, it, it it follows the formula and and it does so well. So like everything on paper kind of makes sense, but I don't know. And especially oh dude, especially with it cold in ancient Rome, that shit was that just sounds dope. You know that sounds really cool. Um but actually watching it, I don't know, it didn't really live up to that for a variety of reasons for me. Luke, Doctor Jones. What did you think of Indiana Jones and the of Destiny? You've seen it twice, so that is quite cool as well.
4: I have seen it twice,
0: yeah. I, um, I think I
4: shot myself in the foot and I hyped this up for myself way too much. And so when I went in on the first watch, I walked out of it with a lot of things saying, oh, you know, I wasn't too sure. When I watched it the second time, it was much more, I, I enjoyed it much more on the second watch than I did on the first one. I think mm. I think you bring up a really good it was Jaden it was a really good point you brought up about fun how like this movie was less fun because the and I think one of the reasons I mean the reason why that's probably the case is Harrison Ford is just too old to have as much fun as they could have in the first one like they they tried to keep it they they kept it there like in in the scene uh when they're sort of doing the black market deal, and he brings out the whip and he goes like, "Get back!" and then they all point the gun out. It's like, okay, that's that's like that fun that Spielberg had in the originals, where here's the assumption, yeah. here's what you assume, then the rug gets pulled out from under. So they tried to capture it, but it was, it was just yeah, the direction is just so different from the original trilogy and even Crystal Skull. It felt different from, but that I that doesn't mean that just because it's not the same as the other movies doesn't mean that it's not good. And I think that was the problem I had with the first watch. I went into it thinking this is going to be a lot like the original four. But then after the second time watching it, I've sort of realized, oh, this is a different movie in its own right. And it helps that there's a different director to sort of separate that in your mind. And so if I sort of start to view it as this is an old Indiana Jones who's – Essentially, like he he doesn't want to live now. He wants to. He's so obsessed. He's more obsessed with the past than he ever has been. And it's like because he's why he's divorced. His son's dead. He he hates all these. You know, he's just grumpy all the time. He's upset with the moon landing and all these sorts of things. He's he doesn't care much for the new world that he's being thrown into. He would much rather. Go back into the past and relive those glory days. And so, given that that idea and theme is so absent from the first three mo- or the first four movies, a little bit mm. in the fourth one, but the fourth one doesn't really lean into it that much. Whereas this one is much more of a meditation on that. And so, I think when I view it in that perspective, it's a, a really enjoyable movie. I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay, interesting. What did your what did your nan think? Nan, right? Not gra- not gran. Nan you call her nan. Na- Nana. Everyone's different. Nana.
4: Yeah, she she, she loved it. Oh, it was so much fun. Like sh- she she calls out during movies. And like but like it's so cute. It's not like obnoxious. It's it's really cute what she does. So like when whenever there's like a scene where like the scene when they're in the street and he's going like um Oh, I can't remember what the chant is, but it's when he's like blending into the crowd and the first Nazi like mm-hmm. shoots the gun and they all drop down. She sort of went like, oh, yeah. and she sort of st- like, she thought that was really funny. <laughs> and then, like, a lot of the other, like when Salah goes like, give him hell, Indiana Jones, and then he almost gets hit by a car, she sort of like jumped back in her seat and was like, oh, he almost got hit by a car. So, what, watching it with that lens was made it much more enjoyable on the second time. But yeah, she loved it. Yeah. It was so sweet. At, yeah. at the end of the movie, everyone was sort of getting up to leave, and she said, "Oh, can I? I want to stay and listen to the music." And I was like, "Oh, that's amazing. I loved it."
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. That's really really yeah. cool. I want to. Oh, okay, I want to touch on this point actually a bit about the fun factor, because I totally agree with you, Jaden. And I just want to. I want to figure out why though, because I just think that I don't think if you look at the pieces in play, if you look at all the different action set pieces, if you look at aspects of the humor and the characters and stuff like, I feel like it shouldn't lack the fun, but it, there's a certain energy that isn't there. And I just want to, I want to try and see how, how we feel about that. Because for me, the reason I'd say I agree is just because it's just so long. I thought this movie was way too long, but And that sort of just sapped definitely an element out of it from me watching it because, I don't know, like sometimes two-and-a-half-hour films, like I don't don't even feel it. This one was like, I really think the direct comparison to the previous films and why it feels so different as a viewing experience is because of its length and they'd always usually hit that two-hour runtime pretty clean. And I think even though in a lot of ways, like as I said structurally, it is a very similar film, it's not unfamiliar. But that length just does just, just seems to change the experience watching it in my opinion anyway is that is that do you agree with that is that how what it was for you or were there other things that you thought were lacking as well
1: I don't disagree with that like at all like it, it certainly is like the the, the length is definitely a present factor and like one that weighs on you um, but I just think there's like a lot of I, I think there's a lot of charm that comes from films being made in the 80s mm. that 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 contribute to that factor as well, because there's like a softness to them that you kind of lose in this modern age. Um, and no matter how hard you try to recreate sets or feelings or whatever, I, th- I think there's just this there's this directness that 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 saps some of the character.
3: Mm.
1: You now this does come down to a lot, a lot about feel and no no specific science. You know, like I, I, I like someone could say they feel the exact opposite, and I'm not going to disagree because you know I, I don't really have anything to back this up. But like I just think that. The way that, Spiel, that, the, the way that Spielberg handled him handled the subject, um, and I think the way that the films were made just uh, had this innate charm um, that was lacking in in the modern product. And I I, I think even in the two thousand eight one, I think there was you felt that to a sense. But since it was the same creator, mm. you still he was able to rescue it to a degree. Um, but mm. I I think losing out on both of those factors this time. Meant that it was definitely a presence. Do you
0: think that the filmmaking, and you, you point out specifically about the charm of it being made in the, of the trilogy being made in the eighties, is the is the actual like execution of the action scenes and how and just how the movie is made overall an element of that? Because that that is something that I was thinking about is how even though like on paper you sort of I don't know you sort of look and it's like a lot of the action scenes are sort of similar stuff familiar stuff you know you got fist fights and got some gun combat and you know some vehicle stuff you know it all sort of feels the same but when you're making it when it's so cgi heavy in a 2023 version versus it has a different feel i think watching it you know versus a lot of the practical stunts they were doing and i think that might be an element as well yeah because
1: there's something you said ages ago about like you you said in relation to animation how like you can control everything but and and I, i guess like in the way that you can control everything when you do the CGI and like, it just feels too, you know, like, like it, it, it feels too man. Yeah, exactly. Too, too manufactured. Yeah. It, like it doesn't, you lose some of the danger and kind of some of the improvisation yeah. of, 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 of site stuff, you know? And I think that always contributed to like a sense, especially in Lost last crusade. Cause that's like, cause that, that's the one that I've, I've mainly attached to. So that's the one I'm thinking of really. And I, and I think back to the tank in, in that, in that movie. Yeah. And mm. I'm like, that was Definitely. fucking just innately fun, you know. That, that was way more fun yeah. having Harrison Ford hanging off a tank rather than you know mm. any of the him jumping on train cars, mm. hanging off the train car type thing.
4: Well, what about in Temple of Doom when um they're in the they're in the temple and they're in like that mining facility and they're fighting on the conveyor belt and the in the steamrollers in the background, like that sort of thing. That like to me that captures that fun that you're talking about, Jaden. Where it's mm. like it's practical and it's just it's just stunt people
0: on this bit fighting.
1: Yeah, and, I, yeah. I just want Harrison yeah. Ford at risk is pretty much what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you want yeah. them all throwing dirt and mud on his face like they did that time. Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Every time. How, how do you feel about this, Fitzy? How did you enjoy the action? Because it sounded like from from your opening um opening monologue. Is it? <laughs> Never thought to call them that, but um. It sounded like you sort of had it. You had the most fun of all of us potentially. So, is that something that weighed on you at all? And did you get a lot out of the action in this one?
2: No, uh, yeah. The uh, I think the action sets were like well done. They were definitely lacking fun in some sense. So I think the like reactions of the villains like plays into that as well. Because like when I think of Crystal Skull, you think of like I think of like the Russian guy who like, you know, gets his face like eaten by ants or whatever, and he has that massive like, you know, reaction to it. And in this, the villains were just kind of they were just kind of characters, I guess. And they weren't they weren't really like Indiana Jones villains as much. They didn't have that goofiness. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a like, goofy I, I element lacking. Yeah. yeah. But like I think like the the like the prologue, the action there is really great. Okay. I don't know. If, if I'd call anything after that great, but I think it was still, you know, well done. I guess, yeah.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so was was actually that's we can definitely talk about the prologue. It was a, definitely like my standout action scene of the movie. Was it all of our favourites though?
1: No, I didn't really feel it. No. Okay. All right. What exactly was it that was so appealing?
4: I feel like, I feel like it, it captured. I feel like it captured the originals the most in that. Like, specifically mm. at like when he's being hung up and the bomb goes Ooh, through yeah. and they all disappear and then he's trying to get himself off but the thing keeps falling and then he needs to quickly get it off his head before it falls down. That's our okay, so, that so, very
0: original trilogy.
1: That part yeah. I agree with. Mm. But the train stuff is what I thought you guys were talking about and, like, the train stuff I didn't love.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I, I like the train stuff. Um, yeah. My favourite parts of it, actually sort of in a similar vain because it is very much just sort of indie being indie and i like the little moments when he's like uh running and, and walking and trying to disguise himself through the, the carriages yeah, yeah, that's funny. yeah that that, that that's not, it's not even like it's a part of the 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 entire set piece obviously but like
4: yeah
0: it's not even necessarily the action itself but um mm. yeah it's like that blended in with everything i quite enjoyed yeah
4: yeah
0: i like the um when they were fighting on top of the train and they
4: were going under the tunnels. Like when, nah, when yeah, the. That's where it lost me. Really? Like when he held him right. up against the roof of the tunnel and he was being like dragged along, that felt exactly ripped out of Last Crusade when he's getting dragged along the side of the tank or Raiders when he's getting dragged behind the truck. Like I, I got oh, yeah. vibes of. Because yeah. he gets dragged by things a lot. So I was like, oh, they've done the Indy being <laughs> dragged by something thing here. He does get dragged by
0: things a lot. That's true. Yeah.
4: Well, how jarring was it for you that it was
0: young indie but old Harrison voice? Super jarring. I I was yeah. Couldn't wait to get to um yeah <laughs> talking about the of course the the deep fake CG element. Um, mm. I lo- I love yeah I lo- I love asking everyone this because it's usually highly subjective. And Jaden and I already when we walked out of the theater we talked about it a little bit and we were already on a different page with it. Um, but mm. L- Luke, how did you how did you feel about it though?
4: It it didn't bother me. It didn't really bother me as th- as much as I thought it would. There were a few moments that took me out of it. The, the voice was something that I sort of it was a little jarring, but like everything else I was fine with. But one of the scenes it's when Basil shoots him and he sort of looks up it is like not me, him that that like the the way that he reacted to that getting shot was just a little a little weird. So that bit bugged me, but like the first bit okay. when he they pull the hood off him and when he's being hung, and then when he gets in the motorcycle and rides off and all that, all that was fine.
0: I, I didn't have a problem with that okay. at all. Okay. Yeah. yeah sure. I, I don't think it's worth uh, it's worth pointing out, and it shouldn't be underestimated by the way that this sequence was. How long was it? Do you reckon 15, 20 minutes ish? It's pretty long. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's worth pointing out that like. You're the main issue, like the main little thing you had, you, you saw is like, oh, I don't know about that, was like 10 seconds of 20 minutes of, of yeah. this tech in, on display. And it's crazy to think how far we've come since, you know, I mm. think the first, I mean, there was Tron Legacy and stuff, but the first real example that comes to mind immediately for me is Rogue One and how far we've come. Because Kerry Fisher was on screen for three seconds and everyone hyper-critiqued that and, you know, that was only, what, mm. seven, whatever it was years ago. And now we've got full 20-minute, sections of films where this stuff is like feasible and, and being done, which mm-hmm. is pretty crazy in that sense I guess. Um but Fitzy, how did you feel about this? Was it a factor for you at all?
2: No, I thought the the deep fake, you know, whatever CGI was good, but the voice was like I didn't actually know it was Harrison Ford's actual voice. I was like, is this like an impersonator or something? Because it was a little it was a little yeah. off, especially in like the interrogation scene where he's getting like hung up. Um but like after that, I didn't really take too much note of it, and just kind of yeah bought into it.
0: Just went with it, yeah, yeah, for sure. Where do you stand, Jaden?
1: Uh, yeah, i, I, I had i no issue with it at all. Um, at all, okay. I know, yeah, I know I, awesome. yeah, I, I know, the, I, know the, I think I think Andy pointed out that when the when the light hit his face in a certain way in the interrogation, it it seemed like, or was that you? I can't remember. But someone brought up that like that that, that was Jared to them. But to me, you know, I was like, oh, it's. This is 1980. I was like, you know, this is a, <laughs> like, it's crazy that I thought to film this back then. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Exactly. No voice,
1: voice, I had no issue either.
0: Okay.
1: I don't. I actually. I don't feel like his voice has changed. That like, I, 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 you know, if we play it side by side, I'm sure it would. But like, mm. to me, that's just Harrison Ford. Like, there isn't really a distinction between old and young.
4: Oh, okay. Uh, there's okay. a bit more of a distinction for me. I, I can definitely, like, having watched the originals so many times.
0: That it's to me it's pretty like (laughs) I I can tell. Yeah. (laughs) Man. Yeah. Again, like totally totally different take. I definitely didn't point out the lighting thing. I didn't notice that. Um, but I thought it looked great. I was very impressed with that. To me, it was mainly it was the the lip syncing didn't work for me. It like at times there was like that's it looks like uh like I'm playing an RPG or something. Like the lips didn't quite match, I feel like, the words. And um, the voice was weird for me at times, for sure. Like, it, it, probably 80% of the time it was okay, but like every every few lines there was one there, I was like, oh, that was a bit weird because I, the voice is being digitally altered as well. So it sometimes can sort of sound like it's being slightly like auto-tuned, obviously the most simplistic way to put it, but it's being slightly altered in a weird way that sounded odd to me. But yeah, outside of that, no, I thought it looked... Looks really, really good. Just all the moments where he's not speaking, like if he's just looking, like looking around, like mm. that looks that's some pretty cool shit. And I, I can't wait to see, and I'm also, you know, don't want to get into a deeper conversation, but I'm also slightly scared to see where we're gonna be in ten years if this is how far we've come this quick, you know. Um mm. it's gonna be pretty wild. I think we're gonna have um <laughs> to James this mate, we're gonna have AI created movies where uh it's just all the famous actors together, just created by computers yeah. and it's flawless. It's gonna be weird.
4: Wasn't the, wasn't the reason why it was so good was because they had access to all of Harrison Ford's stills and images from Star Wars and the previous Indiana Jones? Yeah. So that makes me wonder what happened to Carrie Fisher's one in Rogue One. Was that the same thing or was that – because there, is there a difference between CGI and deepfake? CGI to me seems like they're starting from scratch. Whereas deepfake seems like they have a reference photo that they use and
0: filter over an existing face. My, so is my, there a difference? My, well, my understanding is that the process, either way, they use the same techniques. Like they'll always look at reference footage and they'll always do that. But oh, okay. my understanding is that deepfake is, is like a new method slash evolution that uses AI. That oh, okay. Was, so Rogue One didn't use it, I don't believe. that It's sort of oh, a okay. newer thing. Um, right. So like Rogue One was more like I think painted if that makes sense um, right like it was more manually done. Um, mm-hmm. Deepfake uh, fake fake is the thing that takes the um, all the reference footage. It's the AI that does that. Um, oh, like, okay you know does its yeah. thing or whatever yeah. yeah, that's crazy. So they just have like hundreds of hours of reels of Harrison Ford when he was young and they just basically feed it to the computer and yeah um, that's how they that's sort of where they start. So mm-hmm. that's crazy. Um, but speaking of Harrison Ford, once again, I've just got i got to give this guy his props, man. I feel like he saved this movie for me. That might sound a bit extreme, but I, I think mm. he's still a great presence on screen all these years later. Um, super enjoyable to watch. I know people give him a hard time, like you know, like in interviews and shit, that he's like you know he's an old man, he's grumpy, whatever. But like I don't know, on screen, I think it's really clear, and it's always been clear to me in his his recent works as well, but especially here, like. He really gives a shit, I think, about this character and about his you know, being an actor and being a big actor, so Mm -hmm. and he was paid twenty million dollars as well. That that helps. But um, yeah, no, I thought (laughs) (laughs) I thought no, I thought he was he was really, really strong in the movie. I don't know, I feel like it goes back to what you were saying, like like I think the it just helps that the aging sort of hero story just really appeals to me. I just think it's a really strong sort of Thing for him to be able to latch on to character-wise in this story, and I think he does a really good, really good job of it all the way through. You know,
4: yeah. I think it's yeah, yeah. Super solid performance from from Mister Ford. Can we call him Harry?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do his friends call him Harry? (laughs) I wouldn't imagine so. Finzi, does Harrison Ford watching him as an old eighty-year-old dude who, you know, some critics would say fifteen years ago for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, may get to the retirement home. He's still here. Izzy is he as fun to watch as he was back in the day?
2: No yeah, yeah, Harrison Ford definitely, you know, delivers delivers the goods. Um but I like I, I don't know how well the movie actually tackled his you know, his situation, his aging. I think it kind of dipped in and out of like, you know, thematically addressing it. Like, there was jokes here and there with the, you know, with Fleabag and that, but I don't don't, don't think it fully...
4: With Fleabag?
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't think think it fully went there where it was like, uh, you know, like a great thematic thing or whatever.
0: Yeah, that's actually true. The way Luke, it helps, of course, that he's seen it twice. The way that you talked about some of the themes at the start, Luke, um, Mm. I really liked the way you summarised it. I thought that was really interesting. And I definitely was picking that up elements of it, Mm. but I sort of agree. Maybe a rewatch would help and we'll get to the ending as well. I don't want to jump ahead, but um, the ending was reshot. So I think there's some pieces here that like, yeah, I agree. It didn't quite
2: Mm. hit
0: me that hard, but there's definitely strong elements of it though, because my favorite scene in the movie, honestly, like I'm no cap. This probably sounds weird. No one has this opinion probably. Oh, it's weird that you've said no cap, but that's fine. (laughs) That's weird. Is it? (laughs)
1: I'm sorry. It's weird coming from your mouth, thing. yeah. That's, that shouldn't be in your
0: vocabulary.
1: I'm sorry. Been hanging out on the streets with those hoodlums,
0: yeah, <laughs> again? mate. America changes it. Los Angeles changes a man. <laughs> uh, my favorite scene in the movie is when we cut forward from the prologue, and I just really love like we leave. They're walking off, sort of under the bridge, and um, the music sort of going, and it's like, oh yeah, this is Indiana Jones, and then we hard cut to. Um, to him as an old dude and he gets up with mm. his shirt off and he's like, grumpy old man needs to go and t- turn the music down. Genuinely mm. my favourite scene in the movie. I just really, I think Arison's really good in it. I love the choice of him having no shirt on too. Like, no, no joke. I like that he puts his shirt on backwards. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah.
4: He, he puts his shirt on backwards and back to front because his tag is at the front sticking out and you can sort of see through his back the oh, colorings of the front of the shirt. Yeah, I only saw that on That's like the better. second rewatch. I didn't see it on the first time, but
0: I actually yeah, I did like that. Yeah, damn, add it to the watch list again. Um, yeah, that was a that that was a great choice because I love seeing that contrast of like look at this guy in his prime and immediately look at him now, and and that sort of sets mm-hmm. us up for for the continuation of the story and those sort of fewer quieter moments that they do pick at in that respect, uh, in terms of tackling that that thing we're talking about. That's where the movie, like, really grabs me. I really, really like that stuff. And I think it's a ballsy choice, honestly. Like, respect to Harrison Ford. Like, a lot of actors, you know, his age wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, get me up close shirtless. You know what I mean? Old, you know what I mean? Old man mm-hmm. bod, no disrespect at all. Like, I think it's fantastic. So, yeah, that, that's sort of when I see elements like that, I'm like, oh, that's that's clearly deliberate and really clever. I like it. Um, mm-hmm. But then, I don't know, yeah, it sort of loses it a little bit along the way. It's not like I didn't I didn't walk out of the first viewing with as clear of an identity of the themes as Luke did the second time and I wish I did you know but in terms of the quieter moments like and some of the other characters we can get to I also I liked the whole relationship with with Baz is that his name Baz Lerman but
4: ba- yeah Baz- oh, oh Baz Lerman oh, but yeah Basil Shaw <laughs> no, no, what's, he-
0: what's his name Basil Shaw
4: Basil Shaw yeah yeah uh, okay. T- Toby okay. Jones all right
0: yeah where do I know that guy from? He's the most recognizable actor I've noticed. He's in um life.
4: he's in he's the he's in the Marvel movies. He's like Arnon Zola. He's like the like the guy with Red Skull. He's like oh, Red oh, Skull's oh, assistant. Okay. his scientist from the first Captain America. And plus, he's in like every oh, really? other movie under the sun. Yeah, he's in everything. Right. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't think I remembered him from First Avenger, to be honest. But um, yeah, he's a super recognizable face. Yeah, I, I liked that whole thing with him, particularly that scene where they have the big argument. Over destroying the dial, and Mm. that was that was a really cool moment where it's like the ethics of the archaeology coming into it a little bit, where it's like it's a powerful device, it makes perfect sense to destroy it. He feels strongly about it, and he's like, "Yeah, of course, yeah, I'll destroy it. I'll destroy it." But dude, he's Indiana Jones. You know, this is this man like wears a t shirt all day that says it belongs in a museum. You know, like that's his that's his life's catchphrase. It's going to be on his tombstone. So of course, I'm so glad he said it, it as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He I says the it. line. Yeah. yeah. So in that way, like, it's always been a cool element of his character. We've talked about it in these past reviews for sure. But, like, in a way, like in that particular plot thread anyway, it feels like that it's never been more relevant to him in terms of the dial itself and why this whole thing starts. So, yeah, I like I like that a lot. I like a lot of the quieter moments. Um, I don't know why Baz shot him. That was kind of weird, but,
1: you know. Because he couldn't aim.
0: Because he couldn't. He was trying right. to shoot the Nazi. He missed. Yeah, he's a dick,
1: you know. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> what other characters did we have here? I, fe- I feel like- Do we, do we want to talk about Fleabag?
1: Yeah, I feel like Fleabag really deserves a big shirt. Yeah,
0: Let's go to Fleabag. FD so so I've written down as Wallaby, but I'm also very happy to just continue wombat. the wombat. conversation. <laughs> with- with- oh, Wombat, <laughs> not Wallaby. No, <laughs> it was Wombat. So we have a few different options here we can choose from of what to call it, but I'm happy with Fleabag. Um, <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, she- I knew she was in the film. She was in it a lot, though. Like, she was... Is there an argument to imagine she has more screen time than India? It's close, I feel like.
1: No, probably not considering the prologue. True, true. Like, that's 20 minutes on a bit.
0: There was a lot of her in this movie, though. Like, more than I even could have imagined. Yeah. Yeah. How do we feel about
1: it? She was fine. I think one thing this series hasn't been able to do is give me a convincing companion. I know a lot of people will make the argument for short round, but, like... Even he was just, another, it was, he was just a kid, but in terms of like the the like you know the the, the older people that join him, the, um, that um, not really been a solid one. And like she, she kind of feels a bit a, a bit above average, but still kind of on par for that. Where I'm like, I can kind of buy into her story of like the father and like like her kind of history of being interested in archaeology archeolo- more so than the characters that were interested in the, in the Crystal Skull at least. But like, still, I didn't care too much for her.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that, um, yeah. like, Phoebe Waller Bridges, like, she, I think her performance was good. I think I was sort of listening to an interview, and that this movie was like, because it was shot on such a long time, I sort of get the impression that some scenes she, like, had a different mindset when she acted them. And so it sort of seemed a little bit strange in comparison. Maybe that was just the way it cut. But so, like, I, I thought she was fine. Mm. I had problems with her character, though like it it really bu- it really bugged me and i didn't really think it would it bugged me that she was a thief i i really hoped that she would be like she was taking up archaeology after her dad and her dad imbued this passion of archaeology in her and she wanted to find the dial as this sort of closure with her relationship with her father it really annoyed me that she was a bad guy I, like i think a lot of people a lot of the, some criticisms of her character I pretty much just like oh you know the whole idea that she's you know resourceful and independent and a bit of a smart ass it's like I would have taken all of those characteristics and I would have been so like totally fine with them if her motivation wasn't selfish like I know they sort of tried to turn it around with her because she kept teddy and you know like she had a bit of a good side but it re- uh, it yeah. really bugged me that she was sort of a thief the whole time I like I really hoped like, when they were doing that auction scene, I was like, I really hope it gets revealed that she's only done this to get closer to another bit of, like, archaeological artefacts that she can then put in a museum. But the fact that she was sort of like, oh, I'm just going to sell this, was, like, really bugged me. It really bugged me that that happened.
0: Yeah, I don't right. know what you guys yeah. thought about that. I don't, I don't disagree with that, especially because, I mean, I, not it, would, it doesn't bother me, like, in itself that she started selfish. But- I don't think the movie did a great job at giving her this sort of, I don't know, redemption or like this this arc of, yeah. you know, her becoming someone more selfless or becoming someone different. Like it, didn't, it didn't really work for me. I feel like the most significant moment we get of that, to my recollection, is, you know, when you realise, when she, she looks like she sold out the clue to Mads, but she, um, uh, but she has the dynamite behind her. That was sort of the biggest moment I can remember of like, oh, oh no, she's cool. But then that was like halfway through the movie, and then and then it sort of just—it feels like they sort of dropped the whole her arc. Yeah. I don't know. It was it was weird to me. It sort of it didn't feel like a super consistent progression throughout. Of like mm. we see her changing slowly or anything like that. It was sort of just like, what? like literally mm. by the last frame of this movie, I'm like, I still don't really like you that much. You know? Yeah. Like you're still <laughs> yeah, kind I t- I of. I totally a agree. Shitty. Yeah. And I don't think I'm meant to feel that way, but it was kind of, yeah, I don't know. It, it was a bit, yeah. it was a bit muddy for me, but I think Phoebe's a really charismatic actor, but yeah, it was more in the yeah. writing stuff. I didn't really, I was like, I don't know about that.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Cause she's like, she's really different to companions because she's the first one that like feels like she's kind of leading and is not just kind of along for the journey. Like even the dad who was also like an expert archeologist, he was kind of. He was kind of subject to Indy's, like, you know, adventures and whims and stuff. And she feels like an expert in her own right. Yeah, she's the one driving it.
4: And Indy's along for the ride. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit of like a flip, I guess. Um, I don't know. I'm glad it was different, I guess. I mean, ideally, Shia LaBeouf would have came back.
4: (laughs) Did you see that review that Andy put in the Discord, Liam? Mm, Where it's like, I, I love the way they
0: use Shia LaBeouf in this movie.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah.
0: they just killed him off. That was sad. Mm. That was sad. Um, like he had the idea. Like he thought Shia LaBeouf might have shown up in the movie. Like he said that as we we're walking out. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, why did you say that? And then he's like, oh yeah, but they could have used the dial. And I'm like, oh, I actually didn't think of that. Like that actually could have happened. because <laughs> oh, like, yeah. yeah. the whole point is that Harrison makes the point that he's like, oh, I would use the dial to go back and stop my son from enlisting. And it's like, mm. I didn't think they would do that. But it's like, oh, they did sort of leave that. Like, they did say that. Like, that could maybe have yeah. been a possibility for the ending. But nonetheless, Rip Shire, unfortunately. Rip Shy, What yeah. whatever we call it. Oh. Shy. Mutt. Mutt. Oh, man. That was honestly a bit sad. That was a bit sad. I don't know. I was like, damn. I didn't want that guy to die. Mm. He was kind of cool. I really, I think I prefer the
4: relationship between Shire and Indy than I do Fleabag and Indy. Because like in in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, it was like Indy was the teacher and he was like teaching him all these things. And I think I I preferred that dynamic. I thought it was, you know, it showed that Indiana Jones had this archaeological passion that had sort of been semi-ignored in the previous movies. And it's like, it seems like this movie could have been a good opportunity to do that. Because, you know, Mm. Indy's like retired. So it's like, it's all he's, like he knows everything he needs to know. And it seemed like there was a lot of that there was in the trailers that was cut. Like there were scenes in the trailers where Fleabag and Indy were like, um, they pushed a lever and a boulder went. And so it's like, I oh, imagine. Really? That, yeah, yeah. I imagine the scene that could have been, would have been like, this is when they're walking into the ear of Dionysus or whichever. And it's like the perfect scene could have been they're walking in and Harrison goes, no, no, stop. And then pushes a lever and then the boulder rolls. And he, he could say something like, oh, I've been there, done that. Like they could have had an opportunity of like transferring the the knowledge from the previous, and it could have been a throwback to the originals. It seems like they did film it, but it might have just got cut. And I, I sort of wanted a little bit more mm-hmm. of that relationship.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. It does seem like. I mean, it is clear that there was some production stuff going on with this movie because I know when we walked out of the theater, um, was it you that noticed Jan, or was it I don't recall about the, the mistake you noticed in the in the cave sequence. Um, in terms of how it was put uh, yeah, together.
1: And- yeah, Andy, Andy just realized uh, well, – maybe it was Hindle, actually. I think it might have been Hindle. Um, yeah, I think it was. He realized that, like, the bridge was, uh, was uh, repaired I, after it uh, broke.
4: The bridge wasn't re- – they repaired the bridge themselves. So if you actually watch that scene a second time, you'll see that the guy who shoots the gun at the start, like the real the real sort of prick, he's actually holding a rope on the side that's holding the bridge up. So eat shit, Andy
0: oh okay all right so it's like if you pay attention you realize there's a mistake but if you pay even more attention you realize it's not a mistake so you realize <laughs> it's, it's not a mistake yeah but
4: like i only yeah. noticed that the second time i did not notice that the first time
0: okay interesting because i remember it was, watching it, it the first time yeah
1: i think there was something else that i pointed out after that, 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 that yeah there that was too I, I don't remember what, it was, but what you, was it
0: you said there was something that you thought was that didn't make sense in that. um Either way, though, like whether that it sounds like there was some logic there that makes sense, so that's good. But either way, though, I feel like you understand what I mean. Like, if they shoot footage of like the guy holding up the rope and they they manage to shove it in there in the edit, but it sounds like there's footage there that like it was meant to be larger or something. Like, yeah, I don't know. It sounds like some of this stuff was coming together interestingly in the edit. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's kind of interesting, I guess. What about, dude? I've got I swear to Jesus Christ, I've got zero percent idea what this guy's name is. Short round knockoff kid. What is this guy's name? Teddy. Did you guys know that? Didn't care for him. Outside of Luke? Did, I just want to know.
2: Hmm? Oh, no Teddy? Did you know his name? No, no, yeah. no, no
0: chance. J- James not admitting anything, so he didn't know. Um. <laughs>
2: yeah, just in the darkness, just <laughs> meditating. Um,
0: yeah, sorry, Luke, go for it, go for it.
4: Oh, I just, I didn't really, I didn't care at all for Teddy. They were trying to do an arc when they got to Sicily. When it was like, um, yes, he was looking was at weird. all the like wealthy kids, and he was like, "Oh, I wish I had that." And then like it was one scene that they completely abandoned. So it was like, yep. it seems like they could have been more. And then it's like, yeah, that that's one of those. Char- I mean, I think one of the things that this film suffers from is far too many underdeveloped side characters, like that. Um, the African American. FBI or CIA agent at the start of the film, completely Mm. unnecessary character, did not have to have her there at all. And then it's like Antonio Banderas was like, Oh, yeah, that that whole
2: that was
4: was so strange. (laughs) Like,
2: Mm.
4: puss in boots, what was he doing there? And like, and so, like, when you were talking about the runtime before Zach, the first time I left that movie, I was like, Do you know what they could have done? They could have had that instead of going to the boat to go down to collect something, to go to another place, they should have got that information another way. They should have like gone to a museum or they should have done some sort of like, they should have removed that middle step and just gone straight to the other point. And it's like, right. Because it was just, it seemed, and it seemed even weird, like when they're driving away and Fleabag celebrating, and then Indy's just like my friend just got shot. And I was like, oh shit. Uh, <laughs> like I guess we're going to It was
0: That so- was that was weird. Yeah. That was weird. That was really like, weird. It felt way yeah. too meta and like and like Harrison Ford's like talking to me or something. It's like it was yeah. it was like <laughs> yeah. It was like mate, it, it's Indiana Jones, like like what are you trying to deconstruct yeah. the genre? Like it was just it was odd. It didn't make yeah. any Yeah, that was a weird reaction to me. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. How had we get off short ranked? kid? I guess there's nothing else to <laughs> really to the side about Teddy. Well,
2: like, <laughs> the, the side characters in general, I mean, like even Mads Mikkelsen was just like not that interesting, like, like developed as, as like yesterday.
1: Sorry, before we jump to the villain, because I feel like we'll spend some time there. Okay. Um, okay. Teddy did kind of get his wish of wealth, but not like a monetary wealth he kind of got this family oh, if you say some film.
4: rubbish like he found a family and that's the true wealth I'm gonna well, that's, drive that's, to your that's, house
1: that's, and slap you in the face that, that's what it was <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so like that that arc was kind of fulfilled although it's hollow like it did yes. kind of complete it
0: yeah yeah that I, I great point about the first scene with him in Sicily Luke because we've already been with him in the movie for like I don't know maybe 45 minutes at that point just nothing mm. yet so far he's just here I'm like okay you know whatever and then hmm. forty five minutes after knowing him already, like it's not his intro scene; it's nothing. He's, now we're in Sicily with him, and he's suddenly got this beef with like rich kids or something. And I'm like,
3: yeah,
1: I why? think or tourist. I kid. think from the start they kind of establish that he has this aspiration to get away because by showing us that he's an intellectual, that he's got these all these skills, but it, sh- it introduces us by showing that he wants to learn to fly and he wants to get away from Marrakech or whatever. He wants to get right, to yeah, place. yeah. like exactly the right Brothers. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a thread there. Yeah, I think it's okay. it's 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 a pretty shaky thread, but I think there is one there. Yeah.
4: There's that sure. also. There's another sure. point of his character where when he's with Frogman, uh, Antonio Banderas, and he's like, "Do you want to do you want to swim?" And he's like, "Oh no, I can't swim." And then Antonio Banderas is like, "Oh, you just need to push and pull, push and pull." And then it cuts to when Teddy's handcuffed to the big Russian guy or the big German guy in the water and he's swimming and he says the line push and pull, push and pull but it was so weird. Like, I only noticed that that was the interaction the second time going around. When I saw him swim, I was like, right. I thought they made a big deal about the fact that he couldn't swim and now he can swim so it's like, it was it was really strange. It seems like a lot of yeah. things got cut with that character.
1: I mean, it's yeah. already fucking two yeah, and a half hours. I mean, fair enough. No. Yeah,
0: exactly. Okay, any other side characters before we... We'll make the distinction to the villain, actually. That's a good point. Antonio Banderas, totally, totally agree.
2: I wish that solo was in there more.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good
4: mm. shout, James. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's,
2: that's what I was thinking. It was like if they, if they want to do like an impactful death kind of thing, you know, you can just replace Antonio Banderas' death with solo's Sala, death and then it actually means something. But to be yeah, fair, yeah.
1: sala has got a full family, so if he died, it would be too devastating. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's too <laughs> yeah. devastating
2: I mean, I for Disney. It would almost be a bit too depressing for an Indiana yeah, Jones yeah. movie. But like yeah. the yeah. way they the way they introduced Banderas and they were just kind of friends, and then the way he just died in the in the in the bone was just really <laughs> pathetic, man. Know, like, yeah. And the the line my friend just died, and then they kind of move on it was like really Yeah. Yeah,
1: he's eighty, he should be used to friends dying.
2: Uh.
4: <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Oh, Christ. I mean,
4: Jonesy <laughs> died. A lot of them died. Basil. Oh, oh, what's the... Who's the one from Matt. Last Crusade? Who was his friend from Last Crusade who died in real life? Oh,
0: I know exactly who you mean, but I've got no idea what his name is. The other oh. old guy is with him and the and the dad. Yeah. The
2: clueless one. Uh-oh.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh.
2: The other professor. He's also yeah. standing
4: on Yeah, the, the other professor. Yeah.
0: yeah. This movie, sorry, this franchise sort of does have a side character problem, in my opinion, outside of, of course, the legendary uh, Dr. Henry Jones Sr., incredible, best side character of all time. And then from there, it's like a cliff. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, don't know, yeah. man. <laughs> I don't know who these people are.
2: I don't think. Um... No? I, I, sorry? I disagree with that.
0: Who who, who who, who, stands up? Who stands up?
2: Max um, Pretty? Good, I don't know. like, I just <laughs> like. Jonesy! Like there's someone in every film that I like, maybe apart from this one, like in terms of side characters, even like his son in Crystal Skull is good and, you know, Marion coming back. Oh, no, that's good.
0: fair. That's true. That is true. Any – I want to avoid Jeremy to the ending too. Were there any others? Because I very well could have missed some, some cameos or some references or uh, something. I don't know. How about that random CIA agent
4: at the start of the film in crutches? What the hell's up with him? <laughs> Do you remember I didn't that guy? Buy a
0: collection of that. No, he right.
4: was like he was the handler for Maz Mickelson, and he had like a cast, and he was like walking around with. Oh a yeah, broken and, he was leg. Sl- and he
0: got out of the car, and he was sliding in the
4: building. Yeah, and he got he got crushed yeah, by yeah. the um, shelves, and that's it.
0: Never seen, mm-hmm, from, okay. heard
4: of again.
2: Oh, okay. Well, when they did like like when they introduced when they started the movie like on Moon Day or whatever, I thought yeah. they were almost going to do like a Groundhog Day type thing. Well, like he, you know, he has to like restart. The day oh, like he,
4: like the way he woke up.
2: Yeah, yeah, it felt very yeah. Groundhog Day-ish, and like you know, the movie's about time travel, so like,
0: yeah. oh, okay, interesting. Oh, that's cool. Mm. I don't know. Would I have hated that or liked that? Yeah, I, I would have hated it. Who it, hated it. Yeah, we would have hated that. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's go to let's go to Mads then. I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw this out there as the conversation starter. We'll see what happens. Number one, Indiana Jones villain. Disgusting. <laughs>
2: mm, no. In, in terms of it. in
4: terms of what, everything. I think it was. I think it was great acting. Like I think. I think he was an aura, like it was. It was good acting. I think the character was yeah. strange. I think visually, it really bugged me throughout the whole movie that he had no deformities after getting hit with a train pole. Yeah, I, how the hell was, did he ex- survive that? I was expecting a scar. Especially I was expecting false false teeth or anything like. Like ma- Mad's often yeah.
1: has like has his eyes fucked in some yeah. way in, in movies. Yes, like, like, yes, like, yeah. Like, like this could be another. Yeah. Like, especially yeah,
4: yeah. At the yeah, start, when you get introduced to him on Moon Day, and it's like, um, don't hand him anything on wheels. It has to be on a plate. And I was like, oh, that's a weird line. Are you going to specifically draw attention to the way he eats so that you can see that he has like razor sharp teeth or something or some sort of denture? Like, I thought, okay, this is the oh, yeah, it's setup for a, that.
1: It's just he's, a, he's a bit of a prick.
4: Yeah, but I'm, <laughs> but like, disappointing that that's just it. The fact that they just showed up everywhere. We like, yeah, no, I, I don't think he's the best, the best Indiana Jones villain. I think, like, I think the acting was great. Like, I think he did the best he, he could, given the character he was written. But the way that they just kept appearing out of nowhere after getting false directions and things like that, and the fact that... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: no. I think the only reason why I, I think I could probably consider him as the best is because he's the only one I'm going to remember and do remember. Like, Other than the she-bitch from fucking Last Crusade, I do not remember <laughs> any know- other villain. What about
4: the uh, the dude from Raiders who had the really long black suit and the black hat, and you know, like he was like a creepy oh, Nazi guy. villain, yeah.
1: Was he even the main villain?
4: Nah, he was the, he was the semi main villain. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah.
4: yeah, yeah. What about Kalimar, the the King Temple of Doom? Oh,
1: no. Would not have remembered that name. do <laughs> well, that's remember what just it what he like. said.
4: Milleram or something, wasn't it?
1: Like yeah, like yeah. Uh, like they're just forgettable. I, th- I think uh, in the end, I think this character will be forgettable as well, but recency bias and also just modernity as well, knowing Mads Mikkelsen, Um, I think that will keep it in my mind.
4: Yeah. I, yeah. Watched it, I watched it the first time with my sister, and when she left, she was like, where have I seen that guy before? And I was like, oh, here's uh, Grindelwald in Harry Potter. And she was like, oh, that's right. No, that's yeah. Oh, that's John Depp.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I need, sorry, I need to clarify, I feel like. I don't think he's very good. I think he's number one in the Indiana Jonesville. Mm. I just think the others, uh, they do nothing for me. But um, like <laughs> mm. th- this guy, this guy number one, he's Mads, uh, period. Mm. Number two, um, like I feel like at least his motivations were unique and interesting in some way. Like we were talking about a bit when we got out of the theatre. Like I've never heard of this idea of someone who's a hardcore Nazi but who like thinks Hitler mm. did a shit job so he wants to replace him. Kind of cool. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Like that, that in terms is, of motivations, cool. yeah. definitely the best that this guy. series <laughs> has ever given me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Right. So yeah, man, you that, know what?
0: Yeah, I agree. Hitler sucked. Let's let's do it.
2: Is that what he was trying to do? Like he, he said, he was trying to kill Hitler in '39 or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he wanted to
1: be the new Fuhrer. Oh,
2: yeah. is that? Oh, because okay. he could.
1: Because he, he, he's, a, he's a math whiz and he's a genius. Right. You can calculate. He, th- he I, thinks you
4: have done
2: that. better. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, that's actually Yeah, cool. exactly. Right.
4: Yeah. I, I love Ooh. that, yeah, yeah, like, the MacGuffin of the film had such a strong mathematical foundation. That was awesome. I love it. Actually,
1: yeah. I was, I was I wondering how that. you'd take this. I was going to say, I was wondering whether you'd complain about it like Crystal Skull or whether you'd, like, accept
4: Well, but, it. but like, Crystal Skull didn't go to the efforts that this film did to, to ground it in science.
1: Yeah, because Crystal Skull didn't take two and a half hours.
4: <laughs> that's a good point but no I, I totally loved that it was like I'm a like he was a physicist and a mathematician and he's like it's and not magic it's science and a Nazi oh well I don't like that bit but
1: <laughs> but I,
4: I thought that was great I thought that was really good I I really liked that and I knew that you would bring up freaking Crystal Skull I knew it
1: you <laughs> don't <And>, um, <laughs> go back to it. do you guys agree with Andy's comment about the about how the Nazis feel too plain to be Nazis
2: yeah yeah well I think like that comes from like like, Mad's not being goofy or not having the scar or whatever. And they, well, they do feel like they could try and disguise themselves, but I don't, Um, yeah, they don't feel like Indiana Jones Nazis, but that's mm. not necessarily bad, I guess.
1: I do think it also just comes with the fact that they're not, you know, German Nazis. They're, they're, they're Yankee revivalists as well,
2: you know. Oh, you mean they're the near, the like, yes, Yeah. 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 No, I thought it was funny. He was like learning German. It was like, yeah, yeah learning to be a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> it was
1: Saturday school.
0: Mm. I've got to ask, though, how, how as someone who knows jack shit about this, like, how feasible is the dial? Like, I know it's grounded in math, but like, is it, are you saying that like that something that can happen? Or like, I don't know. No? no, I don't know. No, no? There, there's, there's, well, Let's entertain
4: the idea that it it that it could possibly exist. There's Can no there's no. no way that Archimedes <laughs> would have discovered it with their mathematics. Like it had no, right. like if, if something like that had to exist, it would need to include special relativity or, you know, string theory or something like that. So there is no chance Archimedes could have made that. But, but
0: that, is That's the like entertaining
4: the idea is, that it,
0: no, it's, you, there's no time fissures, That's not a thing. No, no, but is there is there a reality where mathematics can create some form of time travel in the future? Like is you know what I'm saying? It's like the logic, regardless can, of the timeline tra- or whatever. You, but- you can travel to the future. You
4: can't really travel to the past. That's the problem. So no, that's
0: that's that's the yeah. only thing
4: they did. So yeah, <laughs> that's all they had. Well, they went back to the future. Dun, dun, that's We've got to go back.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, dude, I, dude, I, I. I I thought them going to ancient Rome was dope. I'm not going to lie. Like, mm. that, when they come out of the cloud, like, I, I don't know how feasible it is that the math genius didn't consider whatever that geological movement Oh, like. yeah, the, Con- the continental, the, drift. The continental yeah. drift. Yeah, that's nuts. I don't know how he didn't consider that, anyway. that, that.
1: That didn't matter anyway because they ended up where they wanted to be just fucking, you know, a couple hundred years too early.
0: Yeah, so not at all where they wanted to be?
1: No, no but like. That no, but like, the whole like sorry, sorry. The dial was built only to go to that point. Sorry. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh! okay, right, right, right. So he
1: thought he was right. So the
0: calculations mm. being wrong didn't actually matter. Yeah, no. yeah. I, I I. feel like that
4: could have been something that Indiana Jones just said to, like, trick him. To be like, or not to trick him, oh, but to, to make him boarding. doubt the mathematics. I mean, continental but, drift yeah. wouldn't
1: even be that significant. It's like oh, yeah, a couple hundred years. years. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Which I think may, like, yes. maybe yeah. Indy on. knew that, but it's like they didn't really set it up enough. Yeah. But I didn't actually realize yeah, that, that weird, actually. the place that they went to was the Battle of Syracuse. That was what he was lecturing at the start of the movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, really. I didn't
4: realize that until the second rewatch. I was it's, like, oh, this is just like what Archimedes one, is. Like, gimmick. Yeah. Yeah, but like when they were talking about um, they were talking about like the claws that would bring ships up and they were talking about the mirrors that would reflect the sun, they mm-hmm. were all in the battle. I didn't actually see that until I saw it the second time. I just thought there were random ships firing cannons and things like that, but you could actually see the claws and you could see the massive mirrors that they had on top of the castles and things like that. Did you figure
1: out that that old bloke that came up to Indy was uh, actually Archimedes? (laughs) Was it
4: Archimedes? Yeah, I did. I managed to gather that because they called him Archimedes. Was that a second viewing
1: thing or was that a a first viewing?
4: (laughs) No, that that was the second they they went through the portal. I was like, oh, they're about to meet Archimedes.
1: Uh Uh-huh, but just not at his one home that he lived at his entire life.
0: No. Uh, yeah, no. I thought I thought it was a f- fantastic choice. I don't know to me, this sort of it felt like it was just such a cool idea. It felt right, like to send yeah. sending the Jones literally back to the time periods he loves. It was kind of cool.
1: Uh, I also liked the fact that he wanted to die there, and I thought that, I thought the movie would let him, but then I also I also love the fact that like Fleabag was like, "No, you're a fuckhead," <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and 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 took him back.
0: Yeah, that actually was an interesting conflict because I didn't like thinking about it. Thinking about it, I didn't know. Which is truer to the character, you know? And the movie obviously made its choice. But in the moment, I was sort of like, maybe there is an argument to be made for this. Like, I, I don't know. Mm. But it was it was interesting.
4: I The first time I watched it, it was a bit, I, I, like, it caught me off mm. guard, especially because the film ends so soon after that. But it, it felt a bit better yeah. on the second watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Because you, you sort of yeah. feel like you're in, yeah, like based on the, the tension of the scene when he's deciding and, you, you wouldn't realise there's, like, two minutes left in the movie at that point just based on where the climax sort of is. Yeah. yeah that's true. But, yeah, anyway, so but he does get brought back by uh, by Fleabag. And then we have this final scene, which I read was reshot. I don't know how true that is. But um, I don't know. Maybe we're going back to Kingdom, of the Crystal Skull, Marion Territory with the wedding. But, like, I feel like I'm just misunderstanding this franchise. I feel like I'm meant to think Marion is the heart to this whole thing. And like her showing up at the end is perfect or like, I don't know. I just don't really feel it, you know? Yeah. just me though. Yeah. It did feel a bit strange.
4: I mean, it was a nice callback to Raiders when they did the, where doesn't it hurt? It doesn't hurt here. It doesn't hurt here. But I feel like they dealt with their relationship better in Crystal Skull. It feels like they sort of just shoehorned it in as a sort of, hey, remember this character?
0: She's back. Sort of thing. So to you, it didn't even feel super sentimental then? Is that the case? I mean, if if they had talked about her a
4: little bit more throughout the movie, maybe. But okay. But
2: well, they not didn't mention not, her. As, not
4: as impactful. It's
2: like Indiana Jones yeah. mentions her when he's talking about the son who died and how it changed yeah. the marriage and stuff. So, I think it it made sense. It didn't feel weird or anything.
4: But as as the as the ending of the movie, because the whole because like he was obsessed with the dial for majority of the movie and then for the movie to end with him with Marion. It's like, I feel like you need to talk about Marion a bit more. Like I know that he said the speech about going back to save the marriage. And when he was with Sala, Sala was like, do you want me to call Marion? And he was like, no, don't call Marion. She doesn't want to talk to me. And then there was a few conversations between her, uh, between Fleabag and Indy when it was like, how's that marriage going for you? Sort of thing.
0: I, I think it makes sense, but but like emotionally, it it sort of falls flat. Like I just don't, I don't see the argument because Fleabag's whole thing at the end, and like the, I think the emotional argument in the movie is that like, well, this is where he's meant to be. He's meant to be here in this time period right now with Marion because that's his, you know, that's the, yeah. the heart of the character. That's that's the ultimate ending for the character. But I just there was I don't know. I just never really felt that way about him and Marion. I've never. I don't see it. I don't really understand. Like, and maybe maybe adding more, like you're saying, like, throughout the film would would help. I just I don't understand. Like when they're it, together at the end, when they're they're embracing together, it's like, oh, they, you know, this is where they're both meant to be. I just never really felt that.
4: I I think it it leans a little bit more into the it leans more into the theme of um, Indy being obsessed with history and learning to live in the present. So, if it's viewed more so mm. as he can't change the past, he can't live in the past, he needs to move on with his life, then mm. you can say, okay, it makes sense for him to go back to Marion. but so but yeah, like the emotional impact of them being together doesn't doesn't to me fit as well. So you sort of need to view it as the film showing you that Indy is moving on is him going back to Marion. So maybe you're not you're not meant to feel, the emotion of indie reconnecting, you're meant to sort of view it as a, the theme of acceptance and starting to sort of live in the present.
0: How, how did you feel about the ending though, Janet?
1: Fine, really. Like, I, I, like I, I'm not sure how, because because it, 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 the film is about, like what you said, is it, about the aging hero story. And like, you know, Mads, and, Mads brings up multiple times, you know, that we're, we're men of the past, not meant for today. And it's very evident with like the whole space age race going on simultaneously, as these guys are both looking at the past so intently. Yeah. So I'm not sure if it came to the right conclusion, but it did come to a conclusion that fits the story, I guess, of about having to deal with the present as an as, as as this kind of rugged old hero, and just you know.
2: Yeah. The the ending where like Fleabag says like uh, where, where where Indy's like who am I staying for. And then it like kind of the camera like lingers on fleabag. Isn't not that isn't the film saying that like she's his hair like he's supposed to stay for her? Well, or yeah, because yeah. she
1: does need the father figure,
2: yeah. And that then Marion Marion is just kind of like a nice addition at the end. She's you know? a bonus, she's, yeah, she's oh, a, she's she's a, a, a cherry on top.
0: Yeah. <sighs> I didn't take it that way at all. Okay, okay, all right, interesting. Yeah.
2: I don't think the film's saying he's got to stay for Marion. I don't think that makes sense. But no, you know.
0: okay, interesting. Okay.
2: Well, you see, I was watching that, and I
4: thought that that's what the film was saying. I thought the film was saying Indy's got to stay for Fleabag. But then I was, but then to me, I was like, well, that doesn't really make sense. You haven't earned that. You haven't earned that with the relationship that Fleabag has, and you haven't really shown that Fleabag needs direction. In fact, you've done I, the well, opposite think, to, sh- right? you, to show that Fleabag is resourceful
0: and independent. If anything, Fleabag needs to stay for Harrison because she bloody saved him and needs to care for him, you
2: know? Yeah. yeah. She does have that kind of caretaker. I think I think all it's ladies. meant to be
1: all of them yeah. just filling in a family. Her, her, Teddy, Marion, even Sala and his kids. Mm. I think it's all just right. meant to be this is what uh, you're staying for.
0: Right. Yeah, that's interesting. I think the fact we even have to debate it probably isn't a great thing in terms of the execution. But, um. Mm. But yeah, it's interesting to think about it for sure.
1: You know, it was actually really weird with Salah. The fact that the fact that there was a line that specifically said, "The kids are, you know, American and whatever Egyptian, the say, or Egyptian right?" Um, and he's like the right way, and it just felt really like a backhanded type of thing to say there's a wrong way to do immigration. <laughs> um, and like it just it felt like super like you know, it's like we did it the right way. You know, we're not cue jumpers. Um, is that when he says?
4: Is that when he says? This man helped us get into America the right way, or is he? Or did he no, say he, it in the context of we're raising his, our kids to like know our kids. Egyptian yeah. heritage?
1: Yeah. But it it just still felt like super like kind of backhanded. Um,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's actually, yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. Oh man, Salah. That was the same actor, right?
1: Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Just making sure because I'm not gonna lie. Like if you told me it wasn't, I would have believed you wasn't.
1: <laughs> uh, no offense <laughs> to this guy. That's Gimli.
0: Is it actually Gimli? Yeah. Gimli. Oh, really? I had no idea. Wait, so hang on. Wait, what's going on racially there? Is
1: Gimli... He's not. He, I, don't, I don't think he's Egyptian. But back in the 80s, I don't think they cared.
0: <laughs> Understood. But in 2023, they still don't care, evidently.
1: Well, I mean, you got to carry it through. He's Welsh. Disney. And to be fair, well, like, the character's treated with a decent amount of respect, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. fair. All right. What about the score? How do we feel about Mr. John Williams still rocking up to this goddamn uh, to this orchestra and then pumping it out? I I think for
4: a franchise that has lent on this score so much in the past, it was disappointing not to hear as much of it in this one. I think there was in terms of the main theme. Yep, I think this film should have lent on the main theme much more than it did. Mm. I don't know if it was worried to do it. I feel like everyone was there for the main theme. Like everyone was, this is like the fifth movie and it's after however really? long. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I feel like uh, one of the whole selling points of this movie is welcome back, like Indiana Jones back one last time. It's yeah. like, they should have leaned on that theme. So like that theme should have been not in every scene, cause that's a bit ridiculous, but I, I,
0: I needed to hear much more of that theme. Yep. This is their Force Awakens moment. You know, in terms mm. of the return after X many years in mm. the cinema, and yeah, embracing the score I think is an important aspect of it in terms of feeling more of like a celebration. And uh, I think the score was really good, but it was it felt like I don't know it felt like the score to an Indiana Jones movie that came out two years after the last one, as opposed to um, the release schedule of what this is, which I think should be considered. To be honest, but yeah. Mm.
2: No yeah, I, I agree that wasn't I mean, did they have like new themes? Do they even do they did they do villain themes in this series? It's more just like sounds and shit. I don't know.
0: Yeah,
4: not to my knowledge. But... I know they made a theme for Fleabag. Fleabag has her own theme. Oh really? No. But I don't know about Maz.
1: Maybe if she gets a theme I'm sure Maz I'm sure Mads would have got one. Yeah,
4: hopefully. Is the track called Fleabag? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called Helena's theme. Unfortunately.
2: Who the fuck's Helena?
0: (laughs) Wallaby. (laughs) (laughs) Wombat. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Hmm. In terms of laughs in the movie, I'll just quickly shout out. um, I think Jaden and I enjoyed the present being handed to the homeless guy. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, that was funny. I also, I also enjoyed eels. That was a lot of fun. Oh
2: yeah, because uh,
0: let's yeah. be honest, let's be eels are just snakes that swim, man. It's like my argument with uh, with emus just being dinosaurs that exist today. You know, yeah. It's like if you're scared of dinosaurs, you're scared of emus. Don't. you? No, no, really? no. You can't
1: use one very valid argument to justify your bullshit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mate, come on! So no, that was it. Was it was really funny because the second that they said the word eels, I'm like, oh, Eel. that's great! Yeah. I know where this is going. Um, so that that was a that was a fun homage as well, of course. Mm. And they brought the insects back. They kept the tradition alive. Oh yeah, I actually
4: oh, forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish there was well, more well, of well, those well. tomb raiding scenes. I, w- I wish they'd <laughs> done a little did bit you know more. There's a
1: whole franchise built off <laughs> that specific premise.
4: Yeah, but not as good.
1: Oh.
0: Oh, <laughs> Andy wrote in a review for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Have you? One of you guys read this? In oh no, Luke, you've read it. Can you approve censorship wise for me right now? Yeah, before yeah. I start. We're a hey, okay. There's an Thank extended version on Letterboxd, but you
4: can no, just no, read we don't, we,
1: we do not do extended versions.
0: Yeah, this is already wait. Hang on, am I reading? I'm I'm not reading the extended version, am I? I don't. No, think no, so. no, no, no. You're you should be lucky that you're not. No offense, Andy. Um. <laughs> I wished I could properly focus on this particular viewing of The Dial of Destiny because I haven't eaten dinner beforehand, which caused me to immediately consume an entire box of popcorn within the first act, and I drank an entire cup of Pepsi Max, which led me to hold on throughout most of the Middle <laughs> until I, This is great. For context, we, saw that we were there with Andy, just for context, um, uh, which made me run off to the toilets before the third act climax approached. Um, I quickly came back approaching towards my seat like a cockroach, I think some of you guys might recall. Yeah, I do recall. I thought it was hilarious. It was the most I laughed in the movie when Andy crawled to back to his seat, literally. Um, despite a fairly eventful screening, I wasn't able to take much of the overall film in due to my plain hungry boy issues. Um, so I won't say much on here as an excuse to fill the episode runtime. Um, well, if Dr. Luke is on, then we can worry less. Yeah, Andy, you're doing that anyway. It's, it, don't worry about it. Um, J- James Mangold's Dial of Destiny was a passable entry. Should I have just started? Actually, I probably should have just started there. Yeah. Um, I think it was, yeah. <laughs> Whatever, it's fine. We were there, so that makes it more fun. Um, James Mangold's style of Destiny was a passable entry, but it was an Indiana Jones film that lacked the pure cinematic sweat Spielberg simply provided for the earlier films. While Mangold can conjure up amazing action sequences that can give you a gigantic sense of thrill, he simply doesn't have the same charm as Spielberg, especially when it comes to the overall spectacle. And it's probably because him and George Lucas came up with all of this. Uh, on their own in the first place. Regardless, I'm absolutely delighted to have finally experienced Harrison Ford in an Indiana Jones film for the first time at the cinemas, even with a few inner distractions throughout. (laughs) It's a shame Dr. Luke wasn't with me to see this, so I don't think I was getting the real Indiana Jones experience. Uh, My detailed review is on Letterboxd, where I sort of cover my thoughts in dot points and write a paragraph about the use of Nazis in the film, 6 out of 10. There you go. Go check out Andy on Letterboxd, the most popular cinema effect Um, community member on Letterboxd, Andy. So uh, go and check that out. He gave it a 6 out of 10. Interesting. Okay. Thank you, Andy. Should we get to our final verdicts, maybe? Perhaps. Uh Perhaps. Perhaps. Potentially. Jaden looking as villainous as ever right there. (laughs) (laughs) What is your final verdict for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny?
1: I think think it's got to be a 6 as well. (laughs) For a series, I wasn't overly attached to until the third entry. Like, um, I think I think that kind of has to. I think that that contributes to the kind of overall kind of score. You know, if I was more yeah. attached to it, I might have been more willing to look at this in a positive light. Not that six is a negative light, but you know, um,
2: it's a it's a par kind of perspective.
0: Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Fifty.
2: Yeah, I will also slap a six on it. I wasn't like super hyped for this film as well, I guess. Like, but I think it kind of lived up to the to what I thought it would be, which is just kind of you know decent. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna slap a five on it. Um, oh, it's all things wow. we talked about. There's some things to appreciate, some things that don't work, but I really don't. The thing that probably drops it a bit more for me, I really don't want to underestimate how. Um, how long some of these scenes are, man? Like I, saw, I think you mentioned that in your initial letterbox thing, Luke. As well, is that I? I'm no hyperbole when I say some of these action set pieces. We didn't even talk about a chunk of them, like the, the car the, chase, the, the car chase, no, taxi car yeah. chase, dude. That should have, could have been cut in like almost two. Yeah. Cut two oh, thirds. Speaking off speaking it of side
4: characters, the, the 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 fiance thing, complete side character that we totally forgot about.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking
4: about. You know, CBS. the one, Fle- Fleabag's um,
2: oh, partner oh, that she married
4: right. to get the ring.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, totally forgot about that. Yeah, so some of this stuff really could have just been chopped out, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, anyway. Luke, this is it. This is your moment. This, this is Indiana it. Indiana Jones fan number one. Uh,
3: oh. uh, no.
0: <laughs> this, no, this is a
4: I, – I like this movie. I think that there's things in this movie that – I wish I could sort of change that would have made me give it a higher score, like uh, Fleabag's character and some other things. I think it is a little long on the long side. It didn't affect me as much the second rewatch, but definitely on the first time I was like, oh, this is sort of dragging on. But um, I I still like it. It's still still an Indiana Jones movie that viewing it in a different way than I do the other ones, I can still enjoy. I'll, I'll give this a seven.
0: Makes a ton of sense. You were definitely the most excited going in and you got to see it I with man, which would definitely no doubt bring up a point. Yeah, I definitely definitely did. Makes perfect sense. Alright, very good. We completed the Indiana Jones saga and we're we'll uh, get back to it in a little bit.
4: We'll
0: get back there. Will we get that uh I guess I could reorder. No, let's not reorder the segments. Let's uh let's stay status quo. So with that in mind, let's get into news chat. Just quickly, let's smash some trailers. We'll do Killers of the Flower Moon. Is Fitzy the only one who saw this?
2: Luke Sargent, no? No. Oh. Is this the Martin Scorsese thing? Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, it, it looks... Um, it got me more interested than the first kind of teaser did, I guess. It's... uh I guess it's about this oil land and this... I don't know. People trying to claim it from this family, the Osage family, I think. Uh it's Native American family. Um and I think it's the movie's also like about the birth of the FBI, which is interesting. So hopefully it'll be like a big, you know, Irishman type saga where it covers, you know. It's like this institutional yeah. focus, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah.
0: It, it sounds like it will.
2: Yeah, no, the trailer the trailer was pretty good though. We had uh De Niro and you know, DiCaprio uh, doing different accents and shit. So, it was good.
0: Oh, really? What's he doing?
2: I don't know. It's just strange. It was strange. Hmm. Yeah, like it was me. a
0: Yankee. It was an alternate Yankee accent. He wasn't like trying to. Yeah,
2: get, yeah. Like, I guess so. I've never heard De Niro speak like that. So,
0: very good. I'm very excited for the film. What about The Nun Two? Jaden saw this one.
1: Yeah, this came up as a as 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 a, as a YouTube ad for me. I didn't even know like there was a trailer coming out um and i i started watching it. it just seemed like a horror movie i was like oh this seems pretty sick and i, I kept on watching it. i was like as it goes on i was like oh wait is this is this the nun uh, and, and, and then and then sure enough it, it was revealed it was and like it was just super solid like just wasn't expecting it at all because like the first nun film you know i like I'm, I'm i'm partial to it because it's conjuring verse i love that stuff but like um you know it wasn't the strongest but um i don't know this one looked this one looked great because it's it's it set in like this creepy like girl school type thing uh instead of like a covenant uh, so it's that like that you know, like, horror film set in schools are always cool. There's a lot of opportunity for what you can do um, using this kind of mix of, like, student and staff characters. And I was I was, I was, I was, really happy with this trailer. Yeah, I thought it was sick.
0: Nice. Very good. Do you have any inclination as to uh, th- this, where it places in the number of Conjuring Universe films at this point?
1: Films in the ver- universe or, like, timeline-wise? Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, three, four... Five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine, maybe? Whoa, that's huge.
2: Is she the cool. one in Conjuring 2? Yes, yeah, the wow. nine
1: is uh, the, you yeah.
4: know. Is thing. that separate to the Insidious franchise? Yep.
2: Yeah,
1: because there's a new one of that coming out too.
4: And the horror movie of the century, Jaded. I'm sure you're, you know, waiting on the edge of your seats. Five Nights at Freddy's.
1: Oh. Oh, I'm so keen for this. That looks so good. <laughs> Do you see, did you see the trailer for that? Um, I saw the first trailer, but I think they released a second trailer. I didn't see.
4: Yeah, they released you know. the second trailer last week. Looks, it looks yeah. exactly what I would expect this movie to be. Not dog shit. No, nah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of apparently there's like a lot of lore associated to Five Nights and Freddy's, and I think the film oh. is like playing a bit with it. So that wasn't something I was aware of. I thought it was just like, just like a game, and the animatronics come alive. But I think there is like a whole plot about buying the franchise and the owners and the makers of the mm. animatronics and things like that. So I think they're touching on that. But mm-hmm. I think it'll be it'll be about as fun as Violent Night, Zach. That's my expectation for it.
1: Oh, it'll geez. be better than that because this is a Blumhouse product production. <laughs> but yeah, on the law thing, yeah, apparently, like, um, apparently, each product kind of deals with it differently, where like they kind of add or omit or kind of manipulate the law. So I think this is meant to be like a case of like. It's gonna kinda of be like a, a partner to the series, I think, is what I heard.
0: Okay. There was a new June part two trailer. Was it just Spooky you saw this? Oh no, Vince you saw it as well, I think. I, yeah,
2: I saw it on Twitch.
0: Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. What is an ad as well?
2: Yeah, they, they spammed me with it. Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> so you've seen it multiple times.
2: Hmm.
0: what do you what'd you guys think of this one? It
4: doesn't get me excited to watch it, but I'll watch it. Like, I don't, like, the trailer was so, like, it, it's weird. It, there's nothing, like, I didn't finish watching that trailer going like, oh, my God, I can't wait. It was sort of like I watched it. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll watch it with everyone when we go to IMAX and see it. Like, it didn't have a sort of, there, was, there wasn't there was anything in it that I was like, oh, this is like a brand new thing that they're going to introduce into this franchise.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. It was a pretty average trailer. Like, the first one kind of did its job.
0: Yeah, the movie doesn't come out until November and there's already, like, I feel like the last one came out not long ago, so I don't know what they're doing with their trailer Um, pacing. Um, I've literally now, as Luke said, the word IMAX, I've just had this epiphany. Does Luke's hat also double as an Oppenheimer hat? Yeah, it does.
1: I think it does.
4: Destroyer of worlds.
1: Nice. Yeah, but you don't have, like, that kind of... I think you need to give it to Liam to kind of get, like, that that bit more, like... Yeah,
4: I don't have the... I don't have have that sort of, like...
1: Gaunt kind of, like... Yeah, yeah. Kind of, like... The... Like
4: straightness. Yep. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. No, yeah. no offense. Um, all right. yeah. You don't have the oh, You don't God.
1: have the sleep schedule of an Oppenheimer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right, now it's time for our highlights of the week. Do you guys want to choose for me? I, I I don't really know what to do, you know? I have really done it a lot. You can choose for me or should I just do um should I just do the like should I catch up my thoughts on the Films you guys review? Oh, yeah, catch up,
1: yeah, catch up a bit. Do yeah.
0: you want to do that? Yeah, I like that idea. Uh, yeah. Okay. I couldn't – so obviously I was going to watch the films. Uh, the two were – I wrote in for Spider-Verse, but um, – what the hell were they? The uh,
2: Blue Witch, Blue and, Witch and,
0: um, Project and
1: uh, – yeah, and yeah.
0: Got there.
1: Um, the Fitzy Edits. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, true.
0: <laughs> I couldn't Um, I couldn't watch them while I was over there because the, 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 I – I didn't think that would happen, but uh, the streaming services are different. Like they weren't on any streaming services there, but then as soon as I got back, they were on services. So I watched them when I got back. And um, what did I watched first, I watched Eternal Sunshine first, and I liked it. I thought it was good. I think mind blowing. You guys made the comparison to Punch Drunk Love in the episode, actually, and that's sort of where it sits for me. Of like, I think it's, I think it's better than Punch Drunk Love just because the concept is a bit more interesting. But in terms of like, I don't know. Like emotional value, I thought it was a nice. It was a nice film, basically, sort of how I would describe it. Um, and uh, Blair Witch Project, dude, that movie, I didn't enjoy it at all. I'll never watch it again. I thought it was really scary. Like I thought it was. Pretty yeah, that's scary a fire. fucking pussy. <laughs> no, dude, I thought it was like five times more scary than The Conjuring. I'm not. No, no joke. The, uh, maybe it's something about like just my sensibilities with the genre and like me not really. I, I don't really enjoy horror as a genre, so like. There's something about this one and how bare bones it is stylistically and like, it does really do a great job of making it feel like a real event to the point where like, just through the way that it's made and it's intentionality, like just through it, like when they get to the goddamn, you know, just literal like rocks and twigs and shit in the trees, like in any other horror movie, that would be the lamest shit ever. But I was scared shitless when they got to that part where there's the stupid little like signs hanging in the trees. Because of how grounded it felt, I'm like, dude, if I came across that and I was filming this, that would be the scariest shit I've ever seen in my life. So for that, for that, I thought it was like really effective, actually. So one of the scariest films I've ever seen, honestly. Uh, great episodes, by the way, though. Really enjoyed. It. I said, told Jaden, but really enjoyed listening to them. It was a lot of fun. Fitzy, what have you been watching?
2: Well, Zach, um, you're gonna like this one. Um, um, over the last month, I've been, so, so I, uh, I finished uni and I was for the semester and I was uh, watching Supernatural and I was like, uh, I finished, I finished uh, Line of Duty and that was a great show. So I was like, I got to start another great show, you know, but oh, like yeah. a really great show. Um, Hang on. Are you gonna... So I watched Vertical Assault and I uh, oh, okay. binged That's it cool. over That's the cool. last month. And it's uh it's been excellent it's been great. Um, Have you, you finished it? Yeah, I finished it. Yeah.
4: Oh, amazing! Nice. Oh, wow! You freaking you bet me.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, I say will say everything you said. Like the characters are, like somehow even better than Breaking Bad. They're more you know they're more like uh, in depth. I guess um, there's really interesting. Like like situations like him and his brother, the show's are like really ambiguous about, like morally ambiguous, like it's uh, open, I guess. But um, I don't know, it's just an amazingly written show.
0: Yeah. Did you have a – how do you feel about the ending and did you feel like it got better as it went? Like what was sort of your trajectory with the seasons?
2: Yeah, I did I did think it, it uh, got better as it went. It got, it got more – it was the same kind of thing as Breaking – bad i guess where it's a similar structure it got more intense um and that the first season is just kind of funny i guess it's like little adventures and stuff but um oh the thing they do in in the show not to spoil it but like the i guess the thing that they're leading into was like really interesting and i wondered how they handled it and i think like for the most part they, they they pulled it off um it just – I didn't expect the idea of, like, being a con man to become, like, so serious, I guess. And over the show, it just becomes more and more – you take it more and more seriously and it kind of becomes a real thing, I guess, and yeah.
0: Yeah. I love how the show makes, makes like, the mundane or, like, sort of basic real-life activities so tense and interesting all the time. Like, I love um, – like I love the way they open every episode and you've got no idea what's happening and then it always ends up making sense. Yeah, it's really cool. And, like,
2: the visual storytelling as well is, like, really amazing. Um, Yes. Just, like, getting everything from just reactions and stuff. It's, like, really awesome, Yeah.
0: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Oh, I'm glad. I'm not gonna lie; I'm slightly disappointed because I thought you were setting me up Black to say Sales. you watched Black Sails. Yeah, right. I, thought, I you thought you were setting, setting up, up too, that as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah. yeah, I thought you were setting up a little bit, but no, no that is that that is that is uh, right below it. So I'm I'm very glad. I'm very glad. Wait, we're pretty much. I oh, know Jan hasn't seen any of it, but like the Breaking Bad universe, it's all yeah, I, I need to
1: see uh, everything, bar one episode of Breaking Bad, and then everything of Better Call Saul. You've seen one episode of Breaking Bad? I've seen half an episode of Breaking Bad. <laughs> oh, <okay.
4: laughs> cool, cool, cool. cool. Yeah. I've seen up to season three of Better Call Saul. Like, I finished season three a few weeks yeah. ago, so I'm about to start season four. Oh, really? So you
0: know. played 120 hours of Zelda. We all know. Yeah. Um,
4: <laughs> no shame. All
0: right,
1: Jaden, what have you been watching? I rewatch Mission Impossible, but I feel like I've talked about that show on the show like three times already, so I guess I'll skip it. But I I, I, I I have been watching more Pokemon and I, uh, I I finished the black and white era of the show. Actually, Spooky was on here last time I talked about it.
3: Yeah. Okay.
1: But yeah, so I've, I've finished the black and white era, which is about, I don't know, three or four years of television and then mm. some of the movies. And I guess I'll talk about the movies since this is a movie podcast. Yeah. You watched the Genesec uh, one, right? Yeah, the, the the most recent one I watched was the, uh, the uh, Genesec, The Legend Awakened, or uh, whatever it is. Mm. The thing is, you watch one Pokemon movie, you've seen most of them. You know, it's Ash and his companions, and then he finds a cute Pokemon, and he has to befriend the cute Pokemon to take on the evil big Pokemon. Um, in the case of this movie, the cute Pokemon was a Genesect, and the evil one was also a Genesect. So it was a twist on the on the formula because they're both the same. Um, but it was pretty, it was it was it was pretty standard stuff. the The animation in in the movies is kind of incredible, especially after watching fucking. You know, 160 odd episodes of the TV sh- series, and, and just seeing like the, the the increase in quality. But you know, uh, I don't know. I, I I do love Pokemon. I do love the things that they do with the movies, all, all, despite the repetitiveness. Um, and this one was uh, this one was quite quite fun. It, it, was, it was a step up from um the last one I watched, whichever which whichever one it was.
0: All blown together.
1: Uh, yeah. Actually, no, no, it wasn't a step up from the movie. But there was like the like three episode like special in the middle of the series, um about the about the about the uh, you remember the island gods spooky I don't know if you remember that one.
4: The th- um, thunderous, landorous, and tornadoes. Th- yeah,
1: that was fucking awful because it, yeah. it felt like it was meant to be a movie, but like they just could be fucked. So they split into it into like a few episodes, um, and that was that was that was that was dog shit. Um, so this was a this was a big step up from that one. So yeah,
0: I'm glad H- hell for an episode. I'm sorry for a podcast called Cinema Effect. How well do you think going from Better Call Saul to Pokemon does for our audience retention? <laughs>
1: yeah, very well.
0: <laughs> Janin's Jan- looking at the stats. He knows. He knows. Yeah.
1: I'm just saying, when I, when I was in charge of the show, there was a big boost in <laughs> fucking viewership.
0: No doubt, dude. I- I'm actually really scared for the next few weeks for my um, career at this point. Uh, Luke. <laughs> Luke, what have you been watching? Uh, I've been watching a few
4: things sort of half-heartedly. Like, the new season of Utopia has been coming out. So, that's that ABC show about the government. So, I've been watching yeah. that weekly. And the uh, the new Marvel Secret Invasion show with Nick Fury. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, been coming that? out. It's, it's all right. Like, okay. I, I sort of went into it knowing, I think this movie, like, the advertising and promotion for this TV series has been much lower than all the others. And I don't know if that's intentional or what, but, like, I feel like, they were releasing trailers for Miss Marvel and Moon Knight and She Hulk and all that sort of stuff, whereas they sort of released one trailer for this movie like last year or this TV series last it, year. It was ages ago, yeah. Yeah, and then never touched yeah. it again. So I sort of enjoyed that, not knowing what it was really about. So I've just I've just been watching that every week, and that's been pretty good. Yeah. Okay. That's good. But I that's need to. I was. I need to either commit to break a uh, better call Saul and finish watching it. Despite the fact that I've said it for the last month, or oh, start watching you know, all it. the Mission Impossible's, I don't know. We can,
0: well, you can do, oh, well, do. You should do Mission Impossible first, and then go back to Better Call Saul.
4: Yeah, we'll see.
0: There was no confidence <laughs> in this. But, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe okay. one day. Very, very good. I was curious about Secret Invasion because I remember when when we watched that trailer ages ago, I was I was, I was into it. So, mm. but I haven't heard like like you saying I haven't heard many opinions, but you are saying it's all right, and I also haven't heard great things. So. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, heard nothing about it.
4: It is like a pretty good thriller. Like, it's it's very different from all the other shows. It's it's like Winter Soldier, in its sort of espionage and things like that. I feel like it'll be better if you can just watch it all in one go. I think that like a show like this, the idea of like a weekly suspense is just going to make people lose interest. Feel like wait till it finishes and then watch it all in one go. There's like one big sort of spy thriller thing.
1: I'm saying about 80 years of television history uh, goes against that point, but... Uh.
4: Oh, but this is only like a six-episode thing, like... Yeah, it's, it's six again, like, okay. But that's been all right. It's been good.
0: Now comes the segment where we hand the show over to you with our question of the show. Last week, I asked you... <laughs> What is your definitive favourite Indiana Jones film? I thought we can't go two weeks in a row without a question, so I'll just throw one in there that's like we're going to talk about it anyway so it'll fit in quite nicely, hopefully. Um, Andy said, my definitive favourite Indiana Jones movie of all time has got to be Raiders of the Lost Ark. Please, I'm not looking for a debate. No matter how much Dr. Luke has convinced me about Temple of Doom, by how much you hosts talk down this film. The first ever entry will always be the best one, not just to me, but to many people's eyes. The Last Crusade was just as perfect too. I also remembered rewatching the second half on Channel 10 that one night, and I appreciated it a lot more than my first watch. I didn't log it, though, because I didn't originally sit down to watch the whole thing. If it makes Dr. Luke feel any better, Temple of Doom was my third favourite. Indian short-round duo outshine the entire franchise, despite how annoying the overall sequel was. <laughs> Brutal for all the Temple of Doom. I, I want no one hating on our Temple of Doom review. We kind of liked it compared to that anyway. Mm. Um, so yeah, thank you, Andy. Um, I also want to come out and say that Race of the Lost Ark is the best movie of all time. And um, I apologize to everyone out there. That's my answer.
1: What's going on with that? I don't, I, is, is, that is that meant to be a joke? Is that, I'm, I'm, oh yeah, I'm I, was bored, I was bored last night. I couldn't read the tone. I was, I, was like, I was like, I can't tell if this is meant to be sarcastic. Like I was pretty sure. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't know, maybe, yeah. maybe being in Yankee Land. I don't know if that means Land, I
0: succeeded or not. Maybe yeah, in, in Yankee right. Land, you know, they convinced him. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah, man. I've been started saying words differently too, so you never know. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Let's go to Fitzy. What is your favourite Indiana Jones film? Feel free to rank, give your ranking, break it down however you like.
2: Uh, I think Temple of Doom is probably some of my favourite. I think it's just a very special film, just kind of pure adventure. You know, um, but you know, the last crusade is close, definitely second, and then yeah, and then Raiders, and then you know, uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, and then this Dollar Destiny, I think, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, okay, so this one's last, oh, okay, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, I think Crystal Skull was more enjoyable, still had that Spielberg flair, you know, yeah,
0: yeah. and that, and that two hour runtime, yeah. Jaden, what about you? We've come to the end of this franchise. It's been uh, five... Actually, I think it was one less month because we crammed them. But it's been a month-long journey, regardless.
1: Mm. Last Crusade at the top. Temple of Doom. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Dial of Destiny. Raiders.
0: Wow. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. Actually, no, that's, that's too harsh. Raiders above Dial of Destiny.
0: Interesting. I feel like, I don't know, Luke will have a pole, finger on the pulse more. Like, is are these hot takes? You know what I mean? I feel like the Indiana, the like, do most people have a pretty clear idea of, like, Raiders is obviously number one?
4: Uh, it's either Raiders or Last Crusade.
0: It, okay. Tem- all right, so Temple Tem- of Doom is yeah. kind of a hot take. Okay. So Temple of Doom is usually third, followed
4: by Crystal. And then I guess people are sort of figuring out where Dial of
0: Destiny is going. But right. it's usually it's usually.
4: I've seen a
1: massive tempo. mixed bag of *Dial of Destiny*, to be honest.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Like people, people put it fairly high, or
1: oh, just in terms of reviews, like people call yeah. it solace, and then some people call it like the most heart filled thing in the world, mm. and like yeah. oh, the di- like yeah. the difference in like popular reviews on box being threes and eights is 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 staggering. So like,
0: my ranking is exactly the same as Jaden's. Wait, you put yeah, you put *Dial of Destiny* last year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm one hundred percent the same. I totally agree. Last Crusade is my favorite. Nothing, nothing beats Buddy Short and Harrison on screen. Man, it was great stuff. Luke, Doctor Jones. <laughs> I want to know your ranking, but I also sort of want to know, as doing this rewatch, you know, getting our incredible takes, our incredible insights, intellectuals on the podcast, you know, it all changed your view of any of these films as well.
4: It, it def- my view on Crystal of the Kingdom, skull, uh, the skull one. That's definitely changed. <laughs> I, I okay. started hating that and then I like that much more than I do now. Or than I did then. Everything else hasn't necessarily changed my opinion. Rewatching Last Crusade, that was a movie that I never watched for some reason. I always watched Raiders and Temple, but I never watched Last Crusade that much. Yeah. And so okay. I've sort of been reintroduced to that. And I'm sort of I'm tossing up between Temple and Last Crusade as my number one. I think I like Temple of Doom more, but I think Last Crusade's a better film. Okay. So but, but, but for the sake of creating a list, I'll say Temple of Doom is number one, and then it's Last Crusade, and then it's Raiders of the Lost Ark, then it's Dial of Destiny, and then it's Kingdom of the Crystal
0: Skull. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm interested to see more so, I think the top- you know the trilogy's always up there of course but i'm interested to see in a year like is the bottom film going to be kingdom for most people or is it going to be dial you know yeah I, I think that's sort of the main toss up
4: like i think there's yeah I, it's actually difficult for me to figure out which one i like more dial or crystal because i think i mm-hmm. like the relationship between Shia bus character more in crystal than i do fleabag and in indie but then there's the like, I, there's things that I like in one and hate in the other, and vice versa. But I think Dialer Destiny currently sits above uh, Crystal.
0: Gotcha.
2: Okay. Yeah, but does Dial of Destiny have um, a scene where Person gets blasted by an atomic bomb in a fridge? It doesn't. In a testing site. No. no. So.
0: Hey, I'm just sorry. I, I'm not tripping, Jayden, You put Kingdom above Raiders, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I'm just making sure because I feel like everyone will lose their minds. But I'm. I agree with that. <laughs> Whatever. We'd love you to submit your responses, thoughts, reviews for next week's film in the YouTube comment section. Send us a DM on Instagram or join the Discord server. This week, we're asking you, if you could turn into any animal, what would it be? Let us know. This is going to be another one that's like, I feel like it's going to have some weird debate to it. I don't know. (laughs) But we'll see. Let us know in the comments in all those places. All right. That's it for this week's episode of Cinema Effect. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Fitzie, what are we doing next week?
2: We're keeping it fresh, as Jane uh, said, really. Um, and we're doing Nimona, a Netflix film, animated film. It's uh, kind of come out of nowhere, to, at least to me. So yeah, looks mm-hmm. interesting.
1: I've been seeing fucking Guillermo del Toro tweet to about this for the past fucking three months, like nonstop. Oh really? So a watch is well overdue, even though it's only just come out. <laughs>
0: Is he like a producer? who has got like financial uh, incentive. He, he, That's he
1: just loves that of stuff, you know? and he just he just retweets about all the, about like every production aspect. about it. Okay,
2: I guess he did Pinocchio for Netflix or maybe. Yeah, it could they be. They have him on advertising. Yeah.
0: Appreciate everyone listening. Appreciate being back here with you guys. Thank I you don't, for joining. Luke, for joining. we well, quit right. then. Quit. Have the balls. All right. I, th- I
1: think I think me and Liam are going to force you out. Mm-hmm.
0: Man, this could go so many different ways politically. They should make a show about this. I don't, I'm not gonna lie, they get one of the documentary filmmakers in here to <laughs> chronicle yeah. the inner drama of cinema. Yeah. Who's gonna be the oh, successor yeah. of
4: Cinema Effect? You know, like <laughs> mm. I don't know, Lucien. I, I mean, you're, you're let, all let, nice let's, let's people. About the main
1: cast. We'll forget about the main cast. Who has the better story amongst us?
4: <laughs> mm. I mean, you're all nice people, but you're not just ser- you're not
0: serious enough. <laughs>
2: You're not serious people.
0: <laughs> You're not serious people. <laughs> that's a good reference. You Did not li- Did you listen to any of the spoiler section of that episode? Oh, I listened to the whole thing. I'm pretty sure I did. Or Maybe
4: <laughs> I stopped halfway.
0: <laughs> I mean, no, I think I,
4: think oh, I stopped halfway. Funny. I think I stopped before the spoiler bit. I think I did,
0: yeah.
2: Did you? Oh, well,
4: no? the, the yeah.
0: spoiler bit definitely started way before halfway, but okay, that's fine. Um, yeah. I'm glad. I hope you did. I hope you did. Anyway, we'll see you all next week. Have a good one and goodbye.